everybody. Welcome back to the New Community Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb, and this week we are closing out our series on the book of Ephesians. The last few weeks we've been studying this book, looking specific into scripture and how it applies to our life, and this week we're talking about the armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul talks about the armor of God, the things he's given us to go to battle, to stand firm in. Because the devil is a real enemy and he is seeking to destroy our life, but we as the people of God have been equipped with the armor of God to stand firm together. And that's what this whole message is all about, standing firm in the armor of God, how this is an active way of living out our faith. So tune in to this message from Pastor Aaron Escamilla, our lead pastor, talking about standing firm in the armor of God. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Good? So glad that you're worshiping with us. And if you're new to NCC or I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church. And we're glad that you're joining us this morning. We're in our fourth and our final week of this series called Ephesians, where we're walking through this book, or it's a letter that was written right after the time of Christ, and it's a letter that was written to a church in the city of Ephesus. And this has been a great series. We've just kind of walked through step-by-step in this book. Um, Pastor Aaron Castellanos, our student pastor, started talking about it's all about Jesus. Then we talked about the unity that God has called us to. Pastor Caleb did an amazing job. Can we give it up for Pastor Caleb again last week? Such a powerful message on God's vision for the church, God's dream for the church that you and I Each of us, we are the church, and God's building it layer upon layer, and God's bringing us together to be his reflection to the world around us. And so today, we're going to end this series with the last part of this book, um, the book of Ephesians, where Paul starts to, to give this message and this challenge that we're aware of how we're living our lives, and that there's a certain way that we should be living. And so if you're taking notes, I'm calling this message, Stand Firm in the Armor of God. Stand firm in the armor of God. And if you're new to church um, or new to faith, don't worry if you're like, I don't totally understand what the armor of God is or what that means. We'll get to that. Paul begins to explain that. But I want us to look at why does Paul start the book like this? This Or in the book kind of like this, this is a unique way to close out this letter. About a week and a half ago, I was driving here to work. And traffic was really bad, so I turned on a podcast. It was a sermon from a pastor that I follow. His name is Pastor Levi, and he's a pastor in Montana. And he told the story, and as he started talking, it was about Dallas. So it caught my attention. And he said he was traveling to Dallas. He was flying in. He was going to speak at a church. It's a larger church here in the Dallas area, a well-known pastor. And he said, so I flew in. It was an evening. Um, They were going to have a night of worship. I was going to preach a message. And so the lead pastor picks me up. We go in his car. We get to the church, and he carries in a shopping bag. And he's like, I'm a curious guy. I'm wondering, what is that? He's got on a black shirt. And so as we get in the church in kind of this waiting room, getting ready to come out into the main sanctuary, he said the pastor slips out and he changes into the shirt I'm guessing he had in the shopping bag. And he comes out with this really nice kind of designer shirt on. And Pastor Levi's like, I like fashion. So I was noticing the shirt. And he said, the longer I look at it, something's weird about it. 
It's got these little squiggly lines, like it's a designer shirt, it's buttoned up to the top, but it's got these squiggly lines. And he's like, I'm kind of staring at the guy's shirt. And he's like, I think there's naked women on that shirt. And he's like, I'm freaking out. Like, okay, what is going on? And he's like, maybe this says something about me as a pastor. Like, is this not okay? Or he's like, what's happening? And then he's like, well, maybe I'm from Montana. Maybe they're okay with this in Dallas. That's really weird. But maybe Texas is just like that. And he's like, I can't stop looking at this guy's shirt. Like, why is he wearing that? And he said, so we circle up, we're getting ready to pray. Everyone's going around. And he's like, my prayer was Jesus, just help me. Help me, Lord. And he's like, I can't even pray the prayer because I'm looking at this guy's shirt. And he said, so we walk out um, to the service. The worship team is up leading. And I'm thinking, man, I just got to focus. I'm getting ready to have to preach a message. So he said, I sat down. I opened up my Bible. I'm reading through my notes. I'm reading through the scriptures. He said, worship is ending. And I stand back up because I'm getting ready to have to go up on stage. And I look over at my friend who was the pastor. And now he's got a windbreaker on zipped up all the way up to his neck. And he's like, it's Texas, it's summer, like it's hot. And I'm like, what is going on? So I lean over to him and it's like, hey, what's, what's the matter? Are you okay? And he's like, I have naked women on my shirt. And Pastor Levi's like, I know it's really weird. I didn't know if I should say something or what's going on. And the guy's like, I didn't know. But Pastor Levi, he's getting into his message and telling this story. He's like, the ironic thing is I reflected on that is it had naked women on it when he pulled it off the rack. And when he paid for it at the cashier, and even when he went into the other room and he put it on and he buttoned it up and he looked in the mirror and made sure he looked like it had that the whole time, he just didn't see it. And you guys, so many of us, we're living our life, and that's what Paul starts to get into as he closes this letter, that there are things going on all around us that sometimes we don't see and we're not aware of. And maybe other people kind of notice things, but sometimes when we're in the midst of it, we don't see. And Paul is challenging the church, be alert, open up your eyes, look how you're living, because there is something going on around you that you may not be able to see. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to start reading at verse 10. And this is once again how Paul is closing down this letter. Ephesians 6.10, this is what it says. Finally, church, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. You may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Paul, as he's closing down this letter, the last thing that he's like, okay, church, if I can tell you one more thing, this is it right here. Open up your eyes, be alert, because something is going on around you that you can't see in the natural, that you can't physically see, but it is present there with you. Stand firm in the armor of God because the devil is real. The devil is real. Sometimes I think we kind of pass over that factor, maybe ignore it in our modern day society, but Paul is reminding them, and I think God wants to remind us as we reflect on this, hey, we have a very real enemy who is at work in the world around us, who is working all around us. Sometimes we can't see it, We can't see what is there around us, but he's at work in the world around us. So Paul is saying, stand firm in the armor of God because the devil is real. You have a very real enemy that's working against you. Sometimes 
we kind of think maybe in our modern world, well, I mean, the devil really nowadays, like, is that really a thing going on? And maybe we just pass it off of like, well, there's some kind of evil out there, but it's really your bad decisions and my bad decisions. And that's what makes up the evil in the world around us. But if we could all just be a little bit better, and if we could all just make some better decisions, then I'm sure that evil would go away. But the Bible is very clear. No, there's a very real enemy. Jesus said that Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. That you have a very real enemy who wants to take peace from your life, who wants to take joy from your life, who is planning your destruction. And although you and I can't see it in the natural with our physical eyes, Paul is saying you had better be alert. You need to be watching out because the enemy around you is very real. And we've kind of fallen into the trap of what so many around us think. Well, the devil, he's this kind of little red guy, right, that sits on our shoulder, and he, he tempts us to do bad stuff. Go ahead and eat that piece of chocolate cake and cheat on your diet, right? Go ahead and binge watch a little bit more of that Netflix show when you could be doing something productive. Like, maybe that's the idea that we get, it, and that's who the devil is. And that's what it means to be the devil, is this little red guy. Or, or maybe you and I think, well, it's this kind of fat red guy with the pitchfork, and he's in hell, and his job is to torture the really bad people, right? Like world dictators that did genocide, like evil people, serial killers, all of them. That's really why Satan exists, is he just, he pokes those people with the pitchfork in hell, and that's kind of his job. When Jesus said, hey, you've got to be careful, and Paul's reminding the church, you know, there are actual demonic forces at work in the world around you, and they have a very clear plan of killing, stealing, and destroying from your life. And Paul is saying, hey, as the church, you're alert in what's going on. You're aware of what's happening around you. And listen to how he starts this. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what Paul is saying is, he's not saying live in fear. Like I grew up kind of in a church setting in the 80s and 90s where there was a demon in everything. If the sound system messed up, the pastor's saying, I cast that demon out of the sound system. And I'm like, really? In the sound system? But that's how some of us can kind of live. Like we're cowering in fear. Like maybe there's a demon everywhere. And Paul's not saying you live in fear. He's not saying, church, I want you to be really careful and kind of put yourself in a bubble and make sure nothing gets to you. No, he's saying you stand firm. You be strong in the power of God's might. Although there is a real enemy out there, you're standing in the power of your God. You're not standing on your own, church. This is how you walk. You walk in the authority of Christ. And so he's not saying, hey, let there be fear in your life. He's saying, no, you walk in a power. You walk in a peace that comes from God. This is how you live as followers of Jesus. This is how you're to operate. And it's important we stand firm in the armor of God because the devil is real. Why is Paul telling us this? Because if not, we mistake who the enemy is. You guys, when we, when we kind of characterize Satan or the devil of like, oh, he's this little cartoon guy or he's off in hell somewhere, then who becomes the enemy if he's not real? You do and I do. We become each other's enemy. And Paul is saying, hey, you've got to be careful. You don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So students, it's not that kid that bullies you. It's not that girl that gossips in your class. Like that's not who the enemy is. 
You have a real enemy. There are some spiritual forces at work trying to destroy relationships, trying to break down trust, trying to sow discord. That's who the enemy is. Adults, it's not your jerk boss or the guy who doesn't know how to run the company. That's not who your enemy is. He said, hey, there are real spiritual forces working against you. It's not flesh and blood that we're battling against. It's not that person that says something that you want to go take out. Like, that's not who it is. You need to realize what's really going on here. There are demonic forces at work in the world today. And although we can't see them, Paul is reminding us, be alert. Stand firm in the armor of God. Know who the enemy is. You're not battling someone else, but you realize, hey, God, that there are evil forces in the world that are trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And this is what Paul wants us to be mindful of. As I was thinking about this, I thought of this quote from um, this movie that came out. I think it was in the 80s, and it says this, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist. And I thought, man, that's how so many people are living and they're battling other people. They're angry. They're hating other people because they don't realize who the true enemy is. And Paul is reminding the church, there is a different way that you live. You live differently. You see people differently because you know that there are real demonic forces at work. And so you and I, we are challenged to stand firm in the armor of God because the devil is real, because we have a real enemy that is at work. And so we don't live in fear. We live in a boldness and a power that comes from Jesus, but we realize who we are battling against. We realize that there is a real enemy out there. He goes on in verse 13. So Ephesians chapter six, verse 13, this is what he says. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes on your feet, putting on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the Lord. So now Paul is painting this picture. This is what the armor of God looks like. It's words like this, like righteousness and truth and faith in the word of God. That's what's going on here. Salvation and the gospel of peace. That's the image he wants you to get. Now, when he's talking about the armor of God, you may immediately go to medieval ages, right? Like the night. I don't know if any of you guys have been to medieval times in Dallas, right? They're on the horses, the joust, like it's the big silver thing that you can barely walk around in. But that's not the image that Paul was giving. Around this time in the city of Ephesus and all over the Roman Empire, there were Roman soldiers. And you may have seen movies that kind of depict this, the leather kind of guard over their chest, right? The sword strapped to their side, like a little round shield that they were holding. They had great footwear at that time, at least for their time, probably not for ours, but so that they would be ready as soldiers to react to whatever was going on or to move to wherever they needed to go. There was a helmet on their head to protect them from the weaponry of that time and people that this letter was being read to or um, that was written to, they would have been very familiar with this. Like you walk to the marketplace, there's a Roman soldier. You're going home that afternoon from work, there's a Roman soldier. They were everywhere. And this is the image that Paul is giving them. Hey, there's a readiness that you're walking around in the world with. Now, this is what you need to understand as you start to read this, that standing firm in the armor of God, this is active, not passive. This is active, not passive. 
Now, maybe you get in your mind, because he says it a few times, stand firm. So I want you guys to do something, okay? This is going to be a little interactive today. I want you, if you can, physically, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead right now, just right where you're at. Go ahead and stand up to your feet. Now, stop for a second and think and feel what's happening right now. Okay, just stand there for a second. Feel? Okay, go ahead and sit back down. Wake you guys up, if nothing else, in the middle of the message, okay? See, when I looked at this, and I was thinking because one of our older sons is um, in the Marines, he's in the armed forces, and others of you guys have served in different branches of the armed forces, and standing is not a passive thing, it's a really active thing. And I started to look at this. There are almost every muscle in your body is being activated, your core, your legs. There's tiny what they call micro movements of your muscles whenever you're standing. It's not just a passive thing, but it's a really active thing. That's why in the military, you see them practicing standing for so long. It's activating almost every muscle in your body, whether you're standing at attention, whether you're standing kind of um, in a relaxed stance, your body is being activated. This is not a passive thing. It's an active thing. Whereas when you're sitting, there are muscles that aren't really being used as much. And that's what Paul is saying. Hey, this is, this is not just a passive thing. This is something active that you're doing as you're taking on the armor of God. Let me give you a different picture of this. So I've asked my kids to help me. If you could give them a hand, Jaron and Aiden are going to make their way forward. Because I want you to get what this really looks like, okay? So Jaron's right here. And this is how some of us approach what Paul is talking about and what he's saying in this scripture, okay? We think that putting on the armor of God is a lot like this. You guys, Jaron is looking good today, right? He's stylizing, accessorizing. He's got the fedora, the jacket, the nice shoes, right? And that's how some of us imagine it. Well, God, I put on the helmet of salvation, right? Like, I'm not going to hell. Man, I'm all good today, right? And I've got on this jacket of righteousness. No evil's going to touch me. Like, I am set. I'm styling the shoes. Like, I'm ready to go to church. I'm walking the walk of Jesus. Like, this is how I'm doing. And that's what some of us imagine putting on the armor of God is we look good, but it's kind of a passive thing. Of I do this in the morning, and then this kind of gets me through the day, and I want to look right so other people know that I'm a Christian. And then you come over here to Aiden, right? And this is an active thing. And Aiden looks good, but in a slightly different way here, okay? This is a good-looking kid, but, but he's ready to do something. And he's got this helmet on, um, and I can't wait for football season to come back, right? Because the helmet, man, you can get through who you need to get through. And you got some shoulder pads on, right? So if someone hits you, it doesn't break a bone, but you just keep on rolling through it. And you got shoes. Show us those nice cleats, buddy. Okay, you got some cleats on. So if he needs a cut to the left or he needs a cut to the right, he can get wherever the ball is. There's something active when you see this that it's not just a passive thing. So many of us are trying to live like this. God, I want to look good. I'm going to heaven, so I'm good, right? Like I'm wearing the right stuff. And Jesus and Paul, they're, they're writing. God is saying to his church, no, this is how I've called you to live. This is what it means to walk as a believer. This is what I, you're activating your faith. Let's give them a hand. You guys can head back to your seat. Thank you so much. So this is what he says it looks like. It's not just looking like a Christian, but it's walking and being active in this. So students, when you're around your friends, you're carrying righteousness with you. It's not just something you wear. You carry that with you. 
So when they start making those decisions or they start saying those things or they say, hey, we're going to do this, you say no, because I carry a righteousness in me. It's not just something that's passive in my life. It's activated wherever I go that that, that is there with me. When you're in that stressful situation at work, you carry peace with you. Everyone else may be freaking out. You carry peace with you. It's not just something passive in your life. You're activating that in you, and wherever you go, that is there. When that person breaks down and they're talking about the divorce their family is going through or the stress that they have, you carry salvation. You carry God's redemption. This is what Paul is saying. This is not a passive thing. You're carrying this with you. This is active in your life, and this is how we're called to live. Not just, God, I want to look the good part, right? I want to look like a Christian. I want everyone else to be like me. No, it's that it's active. I'm taking this everywhere that I go in every situation that I am in. God, you're working and you're moving and you're doing this inside of me. So we realize this. You stand firm in the armor of God. This is active, not passive. And this is what he's reminding his church of what God has called them to be. He says one last thing. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, this is what he closes with. Praying at all times in the spirit and with all prayers and supplication to the end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Church, stand firm in the armor of God because it impacts others. Stand firm in the armor of God because it impacts others. After Paul has told us this, hey, you need to realize you have a real enemy, that Satan is real. There are real demonic forces. After he said, hey, this is an active thing. You're carrying this with you. He says, hey, stand firm in the armor of God. It impacts others. Pray at all times in the spirit with all prayers and supplications to this end. Keep alert. Why am I praying? Because God, I need to be alert. Everywhere that I'm going, God, whatever situation that I'm in, I want to hear your voice. Is there a way that you're leading me, God? Is there something you want me to say? Is there something going on here that I don't see? Does it seem like someone's opposing me? But God, it's really a spiritual force at work here. And God, I need to pray. Parents, this is you praying as you send your kids out. That, God, I'm praying they walk in your righteousness. God, I'm praying that your peace is there. This is when your spouse walks out the door and they're headed to work and you begin to pray these things. God, use them today. God, open up their eyes. Let them see those opportunities. Holy Spirit, speak through them and let your words bring healing. God, let your words bring truth to other people. You are praying. You're standing firm in the armor of God because it impacts others. That's what God is calling them to. And that's what God is speaking over their life. He's saying, hey, this isn't just about you. When you begin to walk like this, when you begin to live like this, that it affects and it changes others. So you're called to stand firm in the armor of God because it impacts others. Let me share one last story with you, and then I want to pray and close our time out. I was, I think it was just last week, um, if you guys know Sherry Bennett, she's right here in the middle, and um, she's an amazing woman of God, and I love all of my conversations with her. And we were standing kind of right back here um, at the sound booth, and we were talking, I don't even know how we got on the conversation, but something a little like this about being open to the voice of God, about praying and looking for those opportunities. And she shared that she was um, in a doctor's office recently. And she said, I was sitting there, I'm waiting for my doctor's appointment, and I know Sherry, everywhere she goes, she's praying prayers like this, like, God, what do you want me to say? 
Is there something here that I need to see beyond the surface, Lord, of what you want me to do? And so she noticed a young man who appeared to have some mental challenges and some mental limitations, and he was talking to other people, and then he turned and he began to talk to Sherry. But she said, I noticed as he talked to me, the conversation shifted and he began to really open up about his life and some of the struggles and what he was going through. And she noticed this is a God moment. This is not a me moment. This is a God moment. And so she began to share the love of Jesus. She began to listen and just listen to what was going on in his life and begin to open up. She said there was even a couple of times the nurses came out and called her back. And she said, you're just going to have to wait a moment. God's doing something right now. And she said, I had the opportunity to minister to this young man just because what Paul's saying, I was aware. There's something else going on here. God, you want to use me in this moment. And I know, Sherry, she's someone that isn't passive. She's active in saying, God, I'm carrying your peace with me. God, I'm carrying your salvation with me, Lord. I'm carrying your righteousness with me everywhere that I go, God. I want that to be present. Let it impact others. Church, that's how we're called to live. With your family, students, with your friends, in your workplace, wherever you are at, that you're saying, God, this is how I'm walking, Lord. This is how you've called me to walk. I'm going to pray, Lord. I'm going to be alert and attentive to your voice because I know there's a real enemy that wants to destroy lives. God, because I know you've called me to carry this with me. This is an active thing, Lord. And because I know when I walk like this, it impacts others' lives. It's going to change others and bring salvation to them. Church, how are you walking? Are you standing firm in the armor of God? You allowing every single day for God to be moving in your life and showing you those moments that are beyond the surface, beyond what we can even see, where God wants to move and do something. I wanna pray for you. I'm gonna ask if you would take a moment, just bow your head and close your eyes and reflect on the scripture that we read today. And you may be here, and maybe you don't have that relationship with God. Maybe you're in this room and you may even go to church sometimes, but, but you would say, hey, Aaron, honestly, I'm not listening to God's voice. I'm not trying to follow him or walk in his ways. I'm kind of doing things on my own. The Bible is very clear as we've all fallen short of God's glory, that there is a real enemy who wants to destroy your soul. And you guys, we can't be good enough on our own. We can't do enough good things or even go to church enough to save ourselves. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says it's when we realize, God, I've sinned. I've missed your mark for my life. And when we accept and realize that Jesus came, that he lived on this earth, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, that that's when God brings a new life. That's when we experience the forgiveness of God. And if you're here in this room and you're saying, that's me, or you're watching this online, and you're saying, Aaron, I, I, I'm that person. I need that relationship with God, but I'm not there. I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray with me. And I'm going to ask everyone right now, wherever you're at, that you would say this prayer out loud. Let's pray this together. Jesus, I come to you, and I realize I'm broken, that I've sinned, and I've missed your mark, and I need your forgiveness. So I invite you into my life. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. 
Give me a brand new start and help me to walk with you every day. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Can we just put our hands together and celebrate for anyone who may have prayed that prayer? I believe this, that God does that. Whenever we truly pray that, that God gives us a brand new start and God is gonna do something amazing in your life to continue to change you, to use you to impact others. Church, I wanna pray one more prayer, but this time I'm gonna ask that you not repeat after me, but just in your own words, you don't have to say anything special. Would you ask God to help us to be the kind of church that lives this out? that in our life, what we're going through, wherever we're gonna be this week, that God would help us to be that light, that reflection of him, to be active in our faith so that others' lives can be changed. So let's just pray this once again, right where you're at in your own words. I want you to have a conversation with God and pray that he would help us to be this kind of people. Lord, we come before you and I thank you for this reminder from your word, God, that you have called us, Lord, to be active in our faith, Lord, not to be passive, not to sit back, that you want to use each and every one of us, God. And so I pray that over your church, Lord, that as we head into the workplace, God, as we're in virtual classrooms, Lord, as we're in in-person classrooms this week, God, as we're around friends and family, God, help us to be active in our faith, God. We want to carry your peace. We want to carry your salvation, God. We want to carry your truth into every situation that we walk in, God. We're going to pray and be alert because we want to hear the voice of your spirit, God, how you will use us, Lord, how our lives can impact others. God, I pray, help us be that kind of church, Lord, and let it change the world around us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Putting on the armor of God is an active and not passive process. So how can you carry peace and salvation and faith into your family, your workplace, into your friendships this week? Think on that and let God lead you in how to be active in putting on the armor of God in your life. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new. And we want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co. We would love to hear from you.